check one, check two. Man, I had to take some time off. Uh, Goomba, who you heard in the intro of our very first podcast, got really sick, and we had to put him down. And I'm devastated, and Lou is devastated, and it just fucked me, my shit up for a while. So, I apologize. Um, life happens, shit happens. Uh, we're back, though. Uh, Cryptocology episode three coming at you. Oh, what's that? Oh no, it's a podcast. It's, it's coming right at us. Ah! You are now about to enter a new dimension. Cryptocology podcast. Oh, sorry. That's it. Was on me. Can you can hear me now? I can hear you now. I'm sorry. I don't know why I assumed it was you. That was that's my fault. Don't worry, bro. I'm like I'm good. There's no way it could be me. Yeah. Can you hear the thunder that's going on outside? No. Is it raining in New York? Dude, it's like it's thunderstorming. There's lightning. There's thunder. Does that I happen almost, very often in New York City? Well, I'm new to New York, so I just am kind of realizing how rainy the spring is. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is actually pretty normal for April, May. Uh, I don't know if it's normal for June, but I did hear that April, May is pretty rainy and thunderstormy. So. Yeah. Well, it rains more everywhere than it does in L.A., so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The desert is definitely gets like a week or two of rain, and that's about it. So, and I think somehow like LA, how LA is positioned in like that like weird like forty five degree angle like coastal geographic swoop at the bottom of California, it like it like must miss most most weather patterns or something because that was the thing I noticed most when I started living there through the winter I was, and into spring. I was like, dude, I don't even remember the last time I saw rain. It was like. Because yeah. I came in the 2014 drought, and so it was like a year and a half before it rained when I lived in L.A., and I was like, this is bananas. Yeah, yeah. I bet I bet the shape of the coast has an effect, as you mentioned. And then what I'm also realizing, because I was actually just in Utah, um, and what I also realized is, like, the mountains, the relationship of, like, where you are in the mountain range, if you're in the valley. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So there might be something with the mountainous kind of mountain desert vibes. I heard that of, one. Uh, L.A. that might affect the weather as well. I'm not sure. It's probably a combo of all those things. Yeah. If any me- meteorologists are listening, let us know, I guess. <laughs> um, so what's yeah. up, dude? How, how are you? How was, uh, how was your trip to Utah? It was great, man. It was great. I, um... I went to Utah. I was doing a lot of work for the event as well. So um, there was some stress, I guess. Uh, But I don't even know if I want to call it stress because um, it didn't necessarily stress me out. There were challenges. There are challenges. There are obstacles. There are things to get done. There are things to get figured out. There are problems to solve. Um... They were just tasks that need to get taken care of, messages to deliver. Um, but 
it was an amazing time. Great to get into nature, great to get off my phone and live in the three-dimensional reality. Great to connect with people. I What I'm realizing, just being back in New York for only just a day and a half now, is like, especially last night, I went on a little bit of a like, human connection withdrawal, it felt like. There is something very intoxicating about another human being's touch and validation and love and support. Um, yeah, as someone who has like lived kind of alone mainly and has not really been in any like long-term intimate relationships, um, I kind of got used to being alone and now kind of like experiencing that it helps me like realize like whoa like that's what I was missing because I kind of normalized like my level of loneliness and so yeah man um, kind of just anchors in the desire I already have to establish a community in New York and to meet more people and why I love it here because there are so many people here so yeah overall it was a really great weekend that's great dude I'm so glad to hear it Hell yeah, yeah. How about you, man? How was your weekend? My weekend was actually my weekend was great. I uh, I'm working again. I'm playing lots of shows recently, so that's been very fulfilling and lucrative. People are all about listening, and I'm I'm making often. I mean, I made what I make got paid to play. I made in tips one night, uh, which was awesome and unexpected. Yeah. So uh, played two nights. Uh, Shout out to Fibonacci Brewery, this little uh, brewery up in a little farm town called Mount Healthy outside of the city in Ohio. They had three goats and chickens there right outside that were part of the audience. Um, There's also the fucking cicada phenomenon that's happening here right now. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. What is that? But there are uh, this ancient bug, cicada. It's like part, it looks like a giant... uh, like housefly mixed with like a mantis and they're just like this weird ancient bug that go in underground and they lay their eggs and they come out every 14 to 17 years and they just like it's like some people think it may be what like they thought like the locust swarms were in biblical times like it's crazy there's like trillions of them and they're just flying around they're super clumsy flyers and they're flying into everything um I heard on the radio that one caused a single car crash yesterday because somebody had their window open and it like flew in and hit their face and they like smashed into a pole. Like, so the cicadas are happening and I got there to my gig and they're so loud with the way that they like chirp and buzz their wings that you have some people sometimes like in dense wooded areas, people have to wear headphones because it can like damage your hearing. That's how many there are. And I got to my gig and it was all like surrounded by trees and kind of out outside of town and I was like I don't know if my system is going to be loud enough to play over these bugs wow like and for the first hour I was I had to like crank it up to about as high as I could I was like shocking my lips because it was it was so hot but yeah. uh, and then they taper off as the sun goes down so it ended up being fine later on but uh, I had to battle cicada bugs for the first time in my 12 year live music playing career which was interesting um 
And then the second day, I played uh, up in Dayton, Ohio, for at this bar called MJ's on Jefferson for a uh, collaboration with Dayton Pride. Uh, so my cousin Charlie and I went up there and rocked out during the afternoon. And um, then I hung out and played golf and watched baseball with my dad on Sunday. So that part was all really fun. Um, but I mentioned in the intro that our dog Goomba passed away last Sunday. So uh, it's been a really sad, um, just, we're, we're just mourning and it just kind of happened suddenly. And I never had a dog before, so going through all those emotions for the first time is just crazy. Shout out to all our dog lovers out there. It's just, yeah, it's like losing a member of your family, man. Like, it, and so. Uh, we've been struggling with that and Lou's having a hard time and so I'm just trying to take it one day at a time right now uh, I know we missed a week because of that so I apologize uh, for yeah, missing no our, our getting together but uh, no worries at all brother I'm sorry I'm sorry to hear that and I um, I'm here for you for any support if you might need it and yeah grief is very interesting uh, emotion and process and really at least from my experience it really does feel like a process like kind of have to just go through it <laughs> you know there's like there's no not that you were asking for advice or anything but like I don't even know what advice I, I am I am <laughs> I don't know I don't know what to say to you brother other than that I'm here if you need anything just because I don't think there's like strategies necessarily to grieving. I think one thing I guess I would say is to like just sit in with your body and to allow whatever is coming up emotionally to happen. But other than that, it's like it's not going to be a pleasant experience. Um, you know, that sadness and grief and loss, it's uh, at least from my experience, has always been pretty unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've written some music about it and I've just been trying to, like you said, just kind of sit with it on a daily basis. It's hard watching Lou go through it because she's having, she's had a completely different, deeper level of, of relationship with him and they're together for nine years and she was, I think he taught her a lot about life and herself and it, it's, it's difficult watching her go through it also while dealing with my, dealing with it myself. Um, yeah. I'm so grateful I have music and am able to work with that because that's definitely helped. Like, wrote a song like while he was towards the end and played it for him some while he was still around. And now I can play it every day and play it out at shows and kind of deal with it that way, which I know is helpful. So I feel like I have a bit of a head start from that regard. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just been like, it's just been weird because um, it's, it's different than a, like a person, you know there's like the same amount of love and there's like this weird evolutionary thing. Like all dogs came from wolves and we all came from like this Iliopithecus like cave type of thing. And like, there's like this evolutionary like bond. And I never thought that that was real or never experienced that before. And I'm just grateful to have had that life experience with him and, and to have had it, uh, unexpectedly and in such a rich way so yeah that's something I'm trying to focus on as from like a positive standpoint but well thank you for sharing brother and thank you for your uh, 
your vulnerability and your uh, letting yourself feel the feelings. Yeah, it's um, just like just like my mood. Crypto has also gone down. Uh, I don't know if you've been <laughs> paying attention to all that, but uh, yeah, I have a little bit. This is my first time uh, going through a little bit of a drop. It's very normal from what I understand. Again, yeah. this is not legal advice. I don't have that license yet. But uh, from what I understand from the people, that, the elders that I know and trust, this is fairly yeah. normal. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It. Um, I don't know. For me, I was trying to spin the narrative like, okay, now that's low again, I could buy more and just like um, try to find a reason to be happy but I definitely noticed like <laughs> definitely more happy when it was up <laughs> yeah for sure so it is definitely yeah. one of those long term things though it's like if we look at it even though like just for ETH for example like it's I, I don't know where it's at today like let me check real quick 26 or 27 is what I saw last time um but like when when we were talking about it, it was like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, uh, twenty five today. Uh, so it's still up like a considerable amount, even in the short amount of time that we've been paying attention. You know. Yeah. Um, I hear you. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> It's like we. It's like the way that you transition from crypto, and we were talking about the other ups and downs of life. It's like I think one's ability to navigate both the ups and the downs, to appreciate the ups and the downs, and to realize the interconnectedness. You can't really have a high without a low. You can't have um, a back without a front. You ha- can't have convex without concave. Like literally from a physical um like perspective a biological perspective like how this like experience of life works is that it has to be that way it has to be that way so um adopting that perspective i think helps me to um appreciate and also just just me and less resistance to it you know like less resistance to it and then also like now that i've lived for 30 years like better prepared for it you know now that i've experienced getting punched in the face a few times it's like now when it happens i'm less like oh okay i'm expecting it i know how yeah exactly i know how to either move through it or dodge it or use that energy for me um so or yeah. block it you know yeah yeah there's polarity in all things i actually just yeah literally what i we were just starting the conversation with i landed back in new york and i love the vibe of new york but then and there are so many people you know like there's so many people so much diversity uh the city again and i like i love like as much as getting into nature was really good like not showering and being all dirty all day and being in the hot sun um it was nice to be back in city kind of vibes 
but then I went to my apartment and I was alone and I was just in this dark one bedroom apartment and it was just like whoa like there's just polarity there's polarity in all things there's Mm -hmm. literally just that's how it works and so yeah man ride the waves brother ride the waves totally so there's this new uh, thing that I've learned about and that I'm going to be working with on the wax blockchain Um, it's involving the environment and music and art and um, it's being led by these two dudes uh, that I've had the honor and just sheer luck uh, enough to meet um, named M. Blue and Yoshi Kondo Yoshi Kondo is a producer um, and musician for lives in New York um, for Warner Records, and M Blue is the a um, crypto and um, NFT pioneer and put out the very first full length NFT album. Um, and they're doing this new thing called Yoshi Drops on Wax, and it is a hundred percent environmentally. Um, uh, positive like for every song and every nft you buy it like plants a tree and it's on wax which is completely environmentally friendly there's no it's the complete opposite of how ethereum is set up and uh we're gonna be uh doing some fun releases that's pretty much all that i know up to this point but it can it's gonna be fun because it's gonna be literally whatever we want so i wanted to talk with you about maybe putting some sort of uh, thing collaboration together whether it be a photography or uh, maybe like some written word or, or poetry or maybe it's uh, an image uh, some something like that a, a, a video of dance something anything dude like let's get fucking creative because um, we're we're it's gonna it's gonna be happening I, I don't like I said I don't really know much more than that but uh, I'm waiting on a contract to be sent to me but um, definitely check it out. It's Yoshi Drops. Uh, get on the Telegram. There's already like a thousand people in there, and I just started a couple weeks ago. So um, it's going to be really fun, and it's going to open the door, I think, to a lot of new possibilities. I think not only with this show and with our our art, but I think that uh, it'd just be something fun to get collaborative and creative about. I love the idea of a dance. Um, maybe Is it for sure. So. It- when it's Yoshi drops, it's for sure a song. Is it music for sure? Uh, so there's always a music element to it, yeah. But it's also uh, album art, so it's visual art. And then it's also just can be whatever the hell we can imagine because I'm going to be working with those guys directly. Um, no. So the goal is to innovate. The goal is to... Um, do as for me the way I'm viewing it is like I want to use my visual art and my musical art and involve as many of my of my friends as possible to make as many dope things that we can and get as creative and innovative as possible because there's literally no rules it's like yeah Doctor Strange opened a wormhole and we can walk through it and anything we want to throw through there that's creative we can make into something so let's let's uh let's spend either time on the show today or time off air, uh, brainstorming what that can be. Uh, maybe in like collaboration with 
stuff that I've already recorded musically. If somebody want to dance to something like that, or a photo photograph with for we can use for album art or like a collab with uh, with a photo and something something I've drawn. Like there's a million there's a million possibilities. Um, yeah. But well, uh, I love yeah. I'm down to just brainstorm now. I have a few ideas pop into my head. Let's do it. Uh, especially with. Uh, if there is a music component every time, I am very, very, I would love to do intuitive movement and literally just put it on either for the first time or maybe like second time, third time, like maybe prep, prep kind of at least so I get a little bit of a, a vibe and then just like move intuitively to it. And then what I'm also learning, so I'll also incorporate a little story here uh, of like a NFT experience I kind of had that I had not told you about yet, but I was at a coffee shop and basically had my like journal, like my sketchbook right now that I'm using as a sketchbook. And I was just sketching and uh, someone saw some of my sketches and thought it was dope. And he was like, yo, like what, what, like, what is that? Like, tell me about that. And so we ended up connecting. He uh, turns out to be someone who has in, is has been investing in a lot of NFTs and owns a lot of NFTs already, and kind of to me feels like a very um, a modern day you know like art collector you know NFT collector basically, and so a lot of the art that he is collecting right now has to do with like one of the like kind of tricks or. I don't want to say gimmick because that has like kind of a negative thing, but kind of one of the spins that they were um, incorporating into the NFT is that when you buy the NFT based on the time or like it generates a like a random number generator or it like triggers something into the algorithm. So if there's like a base piece of art and then but when you buy it, it generates something into the algorithm that makes it unique to your own and that will change the uh, graphic design or the like, the way, because a lot of the art was like, um, it was like moving images or kind of like GIFs in a way. And so the GIF would have, like it would turn, the lines would turn like five or six or eight times depending on, you know what I mean? Or it would kind of like, switch and like like shutter in different ways based on uh the time that the person purchased the nft was this piece of art like something that's like an ambient like colorful piece that like is like yeah got it okay now it makes sense very yeah yeah very almost like a paint spin like a paint drop thing like where you could or paint on water where it's like it's ambient it's moving it's amoeba like it's constantly shifting yes yes but also there were some that were a little bit almost like straight lines and and almost look like a little bit more uh computery and like so not necessarily just like watery and flowy but all of them had movement and the movement changed you know changed depending on the time and place of when you bought your nft which is then makes it unique so it's one piece but it's almost like an etch-a-sketch and where it's changing based on who's buying it at a certain time that's dope yeah. i like that yeah yeah so that that concept was really cool to me and kind of opened my like mind to like oh that like you know just 
more as we're talking about, right? More innovation around how do we make these NFTs dope? How do we like innovate and have cool ideas around making it really unique to that person or whatever? Remember the little card things we were playing with when I met you in New York? Yeah. Something yeah. like that where maybe they're like they're, they're flipping and they change colors, you know? And, yeah. and then like something like it, then like a quote comes up at, at some point and then it goes away and it's something else, you know, or like something else pops up and then it's like a video of something or, and then something comes out and then it goes back in and then it, you know, something like that. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. So that, yeah, that's what I'm kind of like, I wonder how feasible that would be for us to do is like in this project, I do some intuitive movement and then we add on a layer instead of it just being a video, you add on a layer of like graphic design or even just color, like changing the colors and based on some type of algorithm, you have color swaps and color weirdness and stuff going on with just or that. it's or at some point you start it's you become a tracer and then it's like matrix and your your yeah. movement is all yeah, tracy yeah. like shading or there's like it looks like you're you're like it's going slow motion in time or then you could become time. a cartoon like the aha video take on me where you're like a sketch cartoon and you're and, yeah. and you're just moving yeah. you know that's like all instagram filter shit i'm sure we can do that easy yeah exactly exactly or snapchat filter whatever yeah but yeah dude that'd be so fun um what else I think you should incorporate your poetry somehow also yeah I'm I um I'm definitely down I definitely am stepping into my writing more and photography I meant sorry I said poetry oh okay yeah I mean both both I I uh yeah the visual art I have also been thinking about as well using a similar like using an image one of my favorite images and then using an algorithm to determine the like filtering and the changing of the image some type of or the animation on the image I think that would be really fun uh, so we could like I think what I might be able to do is just submit like some bare bones ideas and like some materials like say hey we have this idea to do some sort of animation with this photograph um, and I think I, from what I believe these guys have a team they'll be able to help us with that stuff because when I sent in my first thing I had this picture of uh, that I drew that I put like a red background behind and I put like a lens flare behind it to give it some depth and then yeah. they were immediately were like what if we did some subtle animation on top of it and I was like if I had the capability of doing that, I would have already done that. I love that idea. Um, yeah. So we may not be able to have to like fully be capable between you and I of doing everything that uh, ourselves that we want to try to create. So I love that. Yeah. Super, That's where you're super going. down to collaborate. Um, and yeah, I think that that was another like takeaway from unleash um, at the event I was at just, you know, it really does take a tribe. You know, everyone has their skills to offer. Everyone has their little pieces to play. And yes, you can do it on your own, but there is a limit to what a single human being is able to produce. And so if you want to go bigger than the capacity of a single human, you have to incorporate other humans, you know? And so, um, and I think most of us have dreams of, you know, a little bit bigger than just one person. And so finding your community, finding, and then, and then also the only way to really find other people 
is to first know yourself, know what you can bring to the table so that when you have an offering that will bring all the people that will surround that, that offering, you know? So, um, yeah, it was really great to see that this weekend of just, you know, 50 humans coming all together to make something happen. And is that all, is that all it was? Cause that's a really awesome number. Like a really, I assumed it was much larger than that. Like that, that's a solid amount of people to be able to like, like you said, like that's like a very feasible size tribe to like get shit done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was, it was like maybe 40 to 50 that, that were contributing to the, on the production side. And then I would say another like 70 that were there, just guests pretty much had no responsibilities other than to, uh, be there, be fully themselves, um, you know, no harm to anyone, you know what I mean? Just like be kind, <laughs> right. uh, but otherwise pretty much we're there to enjoy it. But yeah, there are around 50 that probably had at least some form of responsibility in terms of really um, creating the uh, the event and the environment. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like we're really designed to be amongst a people of a group of like what like two like 100 to 250 like that's like what how we live for a long time i i think that's a very vague and uneducated way of saying some historical facts but from what i understand like we're only like we're designed to be in a group of around like 250 people right like that's yeah and i think i think yeah i think yes you there's probably some uh, scientific, anthropological, psychological um, generalization that can be made there. Like a I neighborhood, think, like your couple blocks within where you live, yeah. you know? Like, But I think there also is something to the personality of certain people who, you know, for example, like I mentioned, I'm more of a city person. And so... Me too, yeah. I actually, like, prefer maybe a little bit more than some people their inner circle and even their outer circle, their acquaintances are maybe a little bit smaller. Um, what I did notice about the event itself is that it did seem to be right at the limit of like, I still, after three days, there were probably some people that I did not really connect or there were definitely people that I didn't really connect with. And there are even some that like, even on the third day, I was like, wait, have you been here this whole time? You know what I mean? So, um, just for my own personal preference, I think maybe a little bit smaller is what I'm like looking forward to creating next time because there is something a little bit more uh, intimate and like family oriented when you literally are able to because so much of our event is about connection and it's about um, yeah meeting people and like having a, a real experience with people and so um, it's not just like a music festival, even though there is music and it is kind of like a festival. It's more of a connection, uh, emotional type of experience. And so, um, yeah, it's just interesting. It's just interesting to notice. Where can people learn more about it and check it out if they're interested for the next one? Um, it's called Unleash Movement. If you go on Instagram and put Unleash Movement, that's probably the best way. Um, we are... It's basically uses, it's an event centered around ecstatic dance, but really it uses ecstatic dance as a tool 
to help people get more connected to their bodies, uh, to remove the shame around moving in certain ways and being in certain ways and showing up in certain ways and just giving people the permission and the safety to be and express in any way that they feel um, that is right for them. So that's kind of uh, the vibe and the message that we are um, trying to put out into the world and the healing and the medicine that we're trying to give to people. And so, yeah, if that does resonate with you, unleash movement on Instagram. I love that concept of like, it's actually very similar to the cicadas that are happening right now. They like shed their skin. So there's all these little exoskeletons hanging all over fucking everything. And it's, it's carnage, dude. Like there, it's so metal. There's just bodies everywhere. Like it's crazy. And, uh, I love that metaphor of like, of purposely moving in a way that's outside of your routine that you wouldn't normally have permission or you wouldn't think of how that would change your mindset and completely changing the way you move your body and, and, and really stepping outside of that routine and those things that were forced into through, through rearing and growing up in childhood, whatever you want to call it. Um, I just, I, I just love that concept and I, I'm interested in, in checking it out for my own self. Honestly, I think that it would be really, yeah. really, uh, yeah, fun I to think- see what, what that would happen for me. Cause as I, I'm super expressive, but I've never tried to, to do anything like that. Like I love to dance and I love to like, you know, to, to do it. But I don't just like, I mean, I dance by myself a lot, not a lot, but I dance by myself sometimes, but, um, yeah. I don't just like, it's just a concept that I, I'm interested in, in, in seeing after watching you do it in Central Park that day. And, yeah, uh, it, well, it just I seems really interesting to me. To, what you're speaking to is like, um, there's, there's dancing that's like technical and like hip hop or ballroom where it's, or, or contemporary jazz or technical dancing that has right or wrong. There's free dancing that you're kind of speaking to where, okay, I'm just gonna dance alone, I'm gonna do my thing, I'm gonna be in my body, I'm gonna have fun. Like for me, I did that at weddings all the time. Like, yeah, that's an opportunity to just like, I'm same. just gonna have fun. Yeah. And I'm just gonna move however I want, I'm gonna be silly and I'm gonna play. Yeah. Right? So that I think is the, is one level closer to like Unleash, and that is part of Unleash. Play and having fun is part of Unleash. But I think the other thing that we are encouraging people or inviting people to do is also using dance as emotional release. And that's kind of what you are speaking to, like what I did at Central Park, right? Like I had this fear, I had this closing up of like, what are people gonna think? Am I gonna do it right? No one else is dancing, like what? Thinky, thinky, thinky. And then I just jumped in there and because I know how to use this tool of ecstatic dance, I just jumped in and I released and I roared and I unleashed and I like got like emotion out. And it was so sweet. that is a tool that we teach people how to, cause so many of us are holding on to pain are holding on to emotion, onto trauma, onto all of these things. And then speaking to what you were saying earlier too, with the metaphor of, uh, you know, those bugs is what happens is all that pain and trauma and all those experiences, that's how we develop the skin, the coping mechanisms, the layers, because we have to protect ourselves. And so now we've developed these 
coping mechanisms that become personality traits that become part of our character and literally we're walking around with mental health stuff and neuroses and heaviness and what we are wanting to do and inviting people to do and what I just experienced is like when you give someone the opportunity to let some of that stuff go it really is like you walk away lighter you walk away a different person because you were able to shed that thing that you were carrying for so many years you shed that you let it go you say I'm done and um that's just really powerful it's just really 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 powerful and it's healing um and it's life-changing and so yeah the the experience was so i was so so uh because this is the most i've ever contributed as well i've contributed to past events but this is the most responsibility i've taken on in terms of creating the event and so it was very fulfilling at the end to see how many people felt like they had a very transformational experience and also to just get that literally that direct feedback when people were saying, you know, thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you. You know, because people see me running around and doing my thing. And so, um, yeah, that positive feedback was very um, felt very nice to receive. And I was just so grateful and thankful and yeah, it's interesting to be kind of like riding that high still. And we've talked about this before, like with performing and just any uh, intense, blissful, ecstatic experience, you know, it's like very, uh, there is a high, but then like kind of integrating that back in and like figuring yourself out afterwards is kind of weird. So that's where I'm at right now, but yeah, still just so grateful and uh, feeling so fulfilled, so yeah. Totally, dude. I know exactly what you mean. I had back-to-back shows this weekend, and then yesterday was just a shit day. And uh, like you said, everything has polarity. There's, there's no that. That's so true. Which is why, whenever those moments are a positive one, I try to to extend it and squeeze the sponge as much as I can. Because yeah. I know it's gonna, I know it's gonna swing back anyway. So I might as well try and might as well be there fully and just enjoy it. Exactly. Um, I just had an idea of something we can do. We can use your NFT that we make for the dance and have it be redeemable as an actual ticket to unleash. Oh, that would be so dope. That would be so dope. Yeah. So I you guess. have to show up with your wallet, with your phone, and you have to show your NFT in order to get in. That's the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would. I would love that. I. Um, I was thinking about that as well as I was working with some Unleash stuff. That's the thing for Unleash. It's definitely not mine, my baby. You know, I'm. I'm contributing to it, but it's actually Yadi's, and so. Um, well, when the time comes and when we have our stuff ready to yeah. go, you'll be able to float it, and then it'll it might be something that becomes your baby. You know what I mean? Like yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, admission one ticket is something she'd definitely be open to. But yeah, she's not as like tech oriented, so I was kind of thinking about how I want to present it to her because I was like, definitely, we talking about this last time, right? Like using NFTs as ticket sales is definitely. Um, an idea that people have already started to think might might be uh, integrated into a lot of different concerts and different um, 
events. Um, or if not this event and not this thing, but something you do yeah. or put together in the future. Maybe it's more intimate, like you said. Maybe it's only twenty people, and it's a similar concept, and that and that's how you and that's how you get the ticket sales. And it could it could end up being more profitable that way because you'd have more people, you'd have less people paying a higher price. It could even be an auction thing. It could be like a thing where it's only available for a certain amount of time. Like with the thing that we're going to be doing is basically a promotional tool, so we can really. Um, get creative and, and, and try a bunch of different things and see what works, you know, like maybe this is an opportunity for you to start your own little side thing that is something more intimate and it's completely NFT based and it's a completely, you know what I mean? Like you take your, what you've learned from what you've, the experience you've had so far and start something new, you know? Yeah. No, I don't know if you want to do that or not, but I'm just saying like, that's something that we, that you could start to think about because why not you have all you know what it takes to put some of one of these things on right yeah yeah no, no no and i appreciate you saying that i have been also thinking about just for me exactly what you're saying like i'll I come <laughs> well even if it's not an event I am i'll play really music like, at some at one of them like let's let's <laughs> let's 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 make an event let's fucking do it yo yo we have music artists so yeah i'm super down um but yeah, even in other ways, I feel like we've also talked about this as well as like as I'm moving forward in my own artistry and creativity, I know that I want NFTs to be part of it. Um, and so, yeah, like working more with artists and NFTs and how they can be applied to the different mediums of art, I am I'm just really excited for you know, really excited for this space that we're entering into. So yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate this conversation and this, uh, this sharing, this sharing of knowledge and experience because it's coming, man. It's happening. happening. What if we, what if we did like a meditative event where it was like super chill music and like all like I used to do this event called candlelight in LA where it was just, we went to old churches and just lit up like a thousand or 2000 of those like led candles. And then people came and played classical music in a church. And I was like, this would be cool if it was something more entertaining than classical music. And that's no, (laughs) that's no diss on classical music at all. I was literally listening to it while I was driving today. I fucking love classical music. I'm not trying to diss on it, but I don't play classical music. So I was like, how can I make this, how can we take this idea and then incorporate it into something new? So what if it was like, like, a, like something like that where it was in maybe not a church, but a beautiful space with yeah. two to 5,000 of these little led candles. And then say it's like me and Devmo playing like a super chill set. And it's like a meditative like thing where people come and just like, it's very like, it's like even more intimate and more chill than like a sit down, like an evening with, it's like a, almost like you're supposed to close your eyes the whole time. And like, we all have that, like almost like a different type of a live music experience where it's, I'm going to shut my eyes and play. You're going to shut your eyes and listen. And we're going to do it in this beautiful place with all this candlelight and see what happens something like that Yeah, that sounds to me that sounds like sound bath and sound meditation when people will use singing bowls and other like kind of some eastern um instruments for meditation and kind of just like sound healing could you do that with popular music though is what i'm wondering 
Or could you do that with like with like a, like a storytelling type of like night where the the song like have it be curated to like almost like use like the journey. the music as a journey exactly yeah 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 I think uh, it depends I think some sound baths I've been to some sound baths that are literally just almost feels like just frequencies and different sounds and then I've been to some where she does more of a journey where. She was doing, she kind of started with that, but then she went to the piano and, and played a little bit of a classical piece. I've been to some that kind of are a little bit more uh, theatrical and almost like, what is movie music called? Almost like scored music mm-hmm. in a way, which is very storytelling narrative type of vibes and has the journey type of feel or something something's happening you know like i'm going somewhere or i'm doing something or i'm i'm in action and so yeah i think the sound bath sound meditation world has actually a decent amount of variety in terms of the people putting it on at least from what i've experienced i've actually experienced a decent amount of variety but um yeah i'd be very interested to see what you would come up with in like a more meditation type of world but then your own like what would you do with just 20 people closing their eyes you know listening to you well actually now that i'm thinking about it it's almost less meditative and more like hypnosis because it'd be like me taking them on a ride i'm i'm also on the ride but i'm steering the ship it's similar to like kind of how that's kind of how comedy works you know like everybody sits down and shuts up and then the guy comes on stage and they t- he takes you on a journey if he does his job correctly. And yeah. he tells you when to laugh and when not to. And, and it's very hypnotic in that way. So it would be similar to that, I guess, but just with, with music instead of, of, of laughter as the, as the, as the product. But um, we probably have to do it open air in California so people could smoke weed because I would want to smoke weed <laughs> during something yeah. like that. Yeah, hey, I'm uh, down. I'm down. I would love that. Colorado might even be a better idea, actually. Utah. Utah yeah. is all about it. So maybe that's something we could put together. Maybe the NFT is a is a ticketed event to something like that. Yeah. Um, and you could help me put that together. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that. I, um, yeah, I've, I've actually been sound. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Sound meditation and sound bath is is kind of a cross of my interests in terms of the meditation space and then also just the music space. Um, like, I think with the right content and the right music, it would naturally become meditative. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm struggling with the, the, the correct verbiage or way to describe it. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, you would know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's the thing about meditation in general is it's very broad term. Um, it is right. That can be used for a lot of different things. Yeah, in general, medi- like music, like in general, is very meditative. When, like, yeah, when is music not meditative? Yeah, but you don't say I'm going to meditate when you say I'm going to go listen to music or I'm going to go play music. You say I'm going to go listen to music. Like, there's, there's like a separation. Because I, I once met uh, this. I was actually in New York City on tour with my friend Rajiv, and we were staying with this woman named Gita, and I had this amazing conversation with her on edibles, and she was like, do you meditate? And I was like, no, never. And she was like, how do you, how do you know what you're talking about? And I was like, I mean, I've played like 
probably, a, I don't know, definitely 10,000 hours of music. Like I've like, I've spent my life listening to music and she was like, I bet that's it. And I was like, I don't understand what you what you mean. But then I thought, I've thought about a lot later since then. And I think it's, be, it's exactly what you're saying that it is meditation. It's just, uh, a completely, it's, it's a, I think that in today, a lot of modern music, there's the meditative aspect of music has been taken out. I think when done a certain way, it can be meditative. And when done a certain way, it can be repetitive and become almost like a droning on like a, almost like a, uh, like a repetitive type of like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, almost like a, like a, like a, uh, something that just, it's mindless instead of mindful, you know? Well, and that's what's so tricky, right? So my understanding of meditation is really what is it, what it is, is concentration. And the anchors of concentration or the points of focus is just different in the different forms of meditation. So some use the breath, some use a mantra, some use um, music. Which is both, right? Isn't it breath and mantra? Wouldn't that be music, technically? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, so meditation for me is the ability to focus on one thing. Um, And so what's interesting about what you were just speaking to with the music of mindless and mindful is there's this delicate balance of if it's too repetitive or too, uh, if it goes kind of starts droning on, then you kind of lose interest and then your mind gets distracted and you start thinking of other things. Now you've lost your concentration. Ah. If there's too much going on, you're not able to even grab that point of focus ever it's crazy jazz super super intellectual music prog rock (laughs) then it can be hard to like grab hold of the meditation or the point of focus versus there's this middle delicate hypnotic spot and range and maybe that hypnotic range actually is different for every person but there is a spot where the music captures you and and grabs your attention um, and keeps your attention and I think that is ultimately what would make not only just the music meditation but I think that's what makes anything appealing right like that's my job as a performer you just nailed it like that's exactly what I try to do I try to look around and get people's attention and keep it as long as I can that's you you literally just defined what it is yeah yeah and I think that, and that's the, the reason I was able to do that is because I think that's like life. Life <laughs> is a, is a, is a game of attention. And are you able to direct your attention for yourself? And then you're kind of talking about the next level. Are you able to direct other people's attention, right? How, what is your ability to guide someone else's attention or keep someone's attention can you say the right words? Do you have the eye contact, the body language? The to, look. Yeah, the look, the right. style to capture someone's attention. The online presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This exactly. doesn't. This plays out exactly how you're saying times a million on online, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a game of attention for sure. 
for sure. And, um, yeah, we're all trying to figure that out, right? Trying to figure out and it's, what our version is. So. It, is it because that the the online space is still so young that it's so easy to hijack that, that attention, I wonder? Yes, and I think it's because our species is so young. Our, dude, we're so... In our country, too. Yeah, Our country, humanity as a whole, we're so... Um, and I, I don't like to sound judgmental or to make me, oh, I'm like so much better than everyone else. But I do believe that in general, we have a lot of people that just, and that's why I like being a part of Unleash because I think the reason people aren't, aren't in command and, and have mastery of their attention is because of the healing and the emotional wounds that people are carrying. And so I think the only way to, you know, cause I, and I actually learned that for myself. That's like, I only came to this conclusion cause I started sitting in meditation, trying to be all still and trying to like gain focus and like be Zen. And it's difficult. It's super, Real. super difficult. And things would start coming up emotionally. I'm like, Oh, I need to go deal with this. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I literally need to deal with this shit first before you like, level up into this whatever you're like a master of the human experience it's like yo you actually gotta like let go of some of the stuff that you're carrying you know so um yeah yeah i think that game of attention is better you're better suited you're better armored uh you're better equipped to play the game when you have done some emotional work and um i've let go and yelled and danced and just um, expressed some of this stuff so yeah man done that work on yourself I think is is the moral of that story you know like without that awareness how could you ever get to that point if, right if, if, you're, right. if your scars and your, your wounds are so vast and so frequent or so large that you never realize that that's what's holding you back how could you ever even attempt to do that work you know and I think that just like you said there's so many people that never get to that place and that's one of the beautiful things about the online space and and awareness is that we can get so much more information so much more readily and, and available like I know I'm just smarter and just so grateful that I have the access to information that I do because I wouldn't even be on this life path I would never get have got to where I have I would never survived in LA if I didn't have the internet to use Uber with or to find gigs or to like yeah know where to eat like it's just like the we're living in this in this rapid uh onset of technology that is not only changing our day-to-day but it's changing our DNA and uh I'm just grateful to to be around for it, you know, to be able to talk with you face to face in real time on this screen and then broadcast it out to who literally whoever happens to find it on Spotify or Ghana, which is the podcast player in India, like fucking anywhere. It's nuts. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's so fucking cool. And I'm so grateful that we get to take advantage of it. And, um, Every time I talk to you, man, I just feel smarter and more and better, and I'm so grateful to to know you and to have you as uh, 
my partner on the show and my friend in life so oh well, you're welcome thank you i feel the same way brother i feel the same way man i'm just a reflection of you you know we bounce each other we bounce off ideas off each other and we uh we have a little conversation game and yeah i i completely agree i think we're living we're living in a very special time i don't know if every human being feels this i don't know if humans 100 years ago 200 years ago felt this way too but at least from what we can tell it does feel like yo like this has definitely not happened before you know like this technology is like i guarantee the first motherfucker to drive in with a car in a town full of horses felt that way yeah i'm I'm just saying just like people driving teslas feel now you know like yeah there's all and so maybe that's part of the human experience right like maybe we all have a drive to level up the species like to evolve and to um step into new territory to innovate you know like i think that's just a basic human uh drive and motivation it it seems like we're programmed to reproduce and do that yeah you know which means we're just trying to keep doing that i guess if we really break it down yeah. And I think st- both of those things are create, right? Right. Creating is re- reproducing is creating and innovating is creating. So maybe it's creativity that's like the core motivation of humans. Maybe we are a creation of something else. You know, maybe that's what <laughs> That's where we should start next episode. <laughs> I think where are we all created from? Well, wouldn't it make sense that that would what we'd be striving from if to create ultimately if we were just that but a creation? And an NFT is just a new creation online, so it's basically the same fucking shit. <laughs> I feel you, bro. <laughs> the microcosm and the is is uh, the a, macro is a reflection of the macrocosm. So if we're just created beings, then we want to create little beings too, right? There we go. There we go. That doesn't mean pets, though. No, <laughs> it does. Yeah, I read this thing. It was like plants are the new pets and kit and plants are yeah, the new yeah. pets and pets are the new kids. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> and I was like, dude, that is that's my <laughs> life for real. <laughs> Shit. All right, dude. Um, let's call it for this week. Um, okay. Stay on. I want to chat with you for a minute, um, but. Um. Yeah, thank y'all for listening. Uh, sorry for our our short uh, pause there from the jump, but uh, these things it's all about just keeping putting them out. So uh, we're just gonna keep doing that and uh, trying to have meaningful conversations that are within uh, the space of the mind and the new art world that is the nft and crypto space and we appreciate you think you listening and following along uh, feel free to follow us on instagram or online social media kai what's your stuff again pyrotechnics pyrotechnics uh, of course it's fucking brilliant pyrotechnics on instagram and twitter and i am taylor alexander and we are humanimals uh on the twitter and instagram as well uh, we love you all. Continue to be good to each other and research. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, you. have a beautiful day. Don't be so sad if you lost some money in crypto. It'll, it'll come back. All right. Always coming back. All right, y'all. Bye bye.